Boos. Welcome to Oni Boo Podcast. I'm your host, Shawana. I am super excited that you will be joining me each week as I take you guys on the journey of owning who you are. No shame, no guilt, and no regrets. This is who I am, and I'm owning it, boo. And welcome to another episode of Onibu Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us again. I know it's been a minute, you guys, but we're back and I'm super excited because we're about to end this year with some amazing things. Today, I have a special guest that will be joining us. We're just going to call her family because she's been on this podcast for like, what, three times, I think? <laughs> I think it's been three times. Um, so... Cheryl, say hello. Hey, Shay. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us um, again. I'm super excited to have you on for this episode. How are you? I am well. I am super excited as well to be on. Thank you so much for inviting me on, sis. Of course. Can you believe that we're about to go into 2023 in just a couple weeks? I can't believe it. It's hard to believe time really flies. It's crazy. It is. And that's why we got to unpack some things before we walk into the new year, right? Because it's some things, you guys, that we keep carrying over and over to every year. And we keep saying we're going to let it go, get over it or whatever. And we're continuing to carry it into the next year into the next year and I don't want that for you boo so we gotta let it go so I am going to call this episode unpack the suitcase y'all it's it's time to hang it up right it's it's time so (laughs) we have um the lovely Cheryl here with us she's gonna tell us her testimony her story and she got some amazing things that are happening next year in 2023 but we'll talk about it at the end of this episode but Cheryl let's talk about let's just let's unpack some things let's unpack your suitcase okay um I've been knowing you for a minute now and we have several talks right things that you have experienced in your life um trauma shame feeling unwanted and unloved, like, how did you unpack those things, right? Like, how did you get to the place of even feeling these things? Like, where did the trauma come from? Where did the shame come from? Where did feeling unwanted and unloved come from? Oh, my God. (laughs) So, yes, I have a pad case, uh, not a pad case, a suitcase. (laughs) 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 that definitely needed to be unpacked right Mm -hmm. and so I just got to a point where I was just tired right so when I was sitting in I was sitting in my bathroom one day literally and I was looking at myself and I know it was me but I didn't look like me Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense to you yeah it makes sense (laughs) but the person (laughs) I was looking at it was like who is this person right And so I didn't recognize myself and I had to take a moment like, okay, I don't like what I see mentally, physically, emotionally Mm -hmm. in the person that I'm looking at in the mirror. It's time to do some work. And I Mm -hmm. really wanted some things to change. One thing I know is if nothing changes, nothing changes. And Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to do something different in order to get different results. Mm 
Yeah. And so I didn't like the way I looked or how I felt. And so I knew something needed to change. And so what was in that suitcase? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's unpack it, sis. <laughs> yes. So I had to do some self-reflection. You know, a lot of times we want to put our issues on everybody else yeah. and we never want to self-reflect on ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So I actually had to take a look in the mirror, right? Mm -hmm. And think about why do I react to certain things and how did I get to this place where I don't recognize who I am? And so I had to go back to the first thing when I felt ashamed, right? Yeah. And that was in childhood. I was a teen mom. So I got pregnant at the age of 14 and I had my first child at the age of 15. I was still a kid myself, but I found myself in a situation, a grown up situation, because I made a de decision to do some grown up things and consequences happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, when that happened was I, I remember when my family found out, right, that mm -hmm. I got pregnant and I could just hear the adults, oh, she messed up her life. It's over. Yeah. You know, she a hoe. I don't know if I can say that or not. No, you're <laughs> <laughs> she a hoe, right? And you know, just feeling like I was the black sheep of the family. Yeah. And you know, I just felt like an outcast and I felt the shame of what mm -hmm. I did, like that one decision in their eyesight was the end of the world. Um, and so I didn't like the way I felt. I didn't like the disappointment that I caused my mother, right? Because she was a, she was a single mom. Yeah. And so thinking back to as an adult, right? The extra load that I put onto my mother, yeah. right? It was mm -hmm. a lot. Um, from a kid's perspective, you just out here, you know, just looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm. um, but as an adult, it's like the multitude of responsibility that I've added to my mother plate was a lot, right? And so that was one of the first things. That was a very traumatic experience. And not just that, but have, having to make such a major decision at such a young age was also traumatic. Yeah. And so what, what I mean when I say that is when my mother found out that I was pregnant, I didn't tell her at first. I was five months pregnant with a baby growing in my belly when she found that I was pregnant. Wow. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yes, girl. You hit that. <laughs> I did. Because I was a very petite young, young lady. Yeah. And I hid it for a long time, girl. I was even acting like I was still having a menstrual cycle. Girl, I was playing that thing. <laughs> and so when she found out, you know, because of right, your first initial reaction is, okay, I'm a single mom. Yeah. My daughter is pregnant. What do I do? She took me to an abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. um, and when we went to the clinic, that was the first decision I really had to make that was just a life-altering decision, right? Mm -hmm. They gave me the opportunity. They say, you still have a choice. You have a choice to um, give life or you have a choice for us to end this pregnancy. Even mm -hmm. though you're still far alone, we, you still can make that decision. And so it was very traumatic to make that decision as a kid mm -hmm. 
But I had to self-reflect at that time and, you know, in my 15 years of life and think about what my mom exposed me to. She exposed me to the word of God. She exposed Mm -hmm. me to um, God's kingdom. And so I had to make a major decision that day and I chose life. And it's nothing wrong to anybody that does not make that decision, but that was a very traumatic, um, whole little situation was traumatic. So that was the first thing that I can experience, that I can say that I experienced that was in that suitcase of being ashamed, um, feeling like an outcast and just, you know, disappointment. I was just felt so disappointing to my mother. Um, so that was the first thing in the suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) So, and the second, the second thing in the suitcase. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do three. We're gonna do we unpack <laughs> three things because okay, I'm pretty, so, a lot of us got a lot of things in the suitcase, honey. But let's unpack three. Girl, I know, right? <laughs> so if I can think about number two would be um, if I could just sum like all of my relationships, mm-hmm. I can say all except for one. It's been some type of infidelity, and I've been cheated on. Yeah. And so, you know, I felt like, what is wrong with me? You know, why every relationship I get in, somebody is stepping outside of the relationship, going to another woman, looking for something else. I'm like, well, what is wrong with me? I know mm-hmm. I'm the whole package, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I came to find out it wasn't me, right? It wasn't me that yeah. made those men step out of the um out of the relationship to go seek someone else Mm -hmm. they have been through something themselves and they haven't taken the time to actually do the work to heal from those things that have hurt them and that's an expression and that's a way to make them feel better when they're going through things right they go to sex they go to somebody else instead of dealing with the things that have hurt them and I learned that when I went to my therapist you know Mm -hmm. and um, talked about that Cause I felt like, you know, why am I so bad to where I can't be loved the way that I need to be loved? Am Mm -hmm. I not worthy of love? Um, My dad didn't want me. That was another thing. Right. At least that's what I thought when I was growing up. Right. Because my mom, my, my father wasn't there when I was a child. Yeah. He was in and out of my life. And so now not only the man who should be very instrumental in my life um, to help me learn how to pick the right mate he wasn't there. I felt like he didn't want me. So now I'm in relationships with mm. men that don't want me. Yeah. Right. And so that's how I used to feel. But I had to learn that it wasn't me. It was them. And so I felt unwanted. I felt unloved. Yeah. And that was a big one that had to come out of that suitcase. Right. Mm. Um, you know, and so many women go through that. And they don't understand. And until they know their worth and know who they are and whose they are, then they will continue to allow things like that. Mm -hmm. And they will continue to be in situations where they don't feel love. They don't have the replication, um, reciprocity, I'm sorry, of love in a relationship. And so that's the second thing I had to unpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they and they I just want to make this clear for anyone that may be going through this, it's not you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because so many women blame themselves and say, if only I could do, if only if I would have did this, if only if I would have, you know, weighed this much or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, you, you looking at yourself as being flawed because somebody else is making a mistake and it had yeah. nothing to do with you. So it's not you. 
it's, it's not you at all. Me. Whoever it is that's listening, don't blame yourself, right? You have to see you yourself as God see you. Absolutely. You have to. If you don't understand that that type of love, you will settle for that. You will believe that's what you deserve and you don't. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And before I go to the third thing, let me say this last thing. Mm-hmm. And what I have to understand is they didn't love themselves. Yes. Because somebody that loved themselves, they wouldn't put themselves in situations where mm-hmm. they can ultimately um, hurt themselves in the uh, you know in the end because when you're yep. cheating with somebody mm-hmm. you don't know who you're messing with you don't and that person may not be right that person can mm-hmm. uh, flip out on you that person can cause you harm that yep. person can expose you to some type of sexually transmitted disease yep. and you're not protecting yourself mm-hmm. and so you don't love yourself and so you're putting your mate yep. um you know in harm's way because you don't love yourself and because yeah. you don't love yourself as the person that's cheating, yep. you can't love nobody else right. Yep. Because you don't love you. Because yep. so, if I you want... love yourself, you will respect yourself. Period. Absolutely. You will Period. respect yourself. Period. No. Point blank. Blank. <laughs> Period. We're going to end that right there. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and then the... <laughs> and, oh, and wait, then... I'm sorry. Let me just... Right, go, ahead. Please, go ahead. Because... <laughs> That's why I feel like I have a son. He's 15. He's about to be 16 in just two months. I cannot believe it. But it's I always poured into him that he's valued as a boy. You do not just want to give yourself to just anybody either. Because I feel like we teach our girls to take mm-hmm. care of our bodies. Just don't sleep with anybody. Don't you do this. But we don't preach that to our boys mm-hmm. at all. And they need to understand how valued they are, how precious they are. They are as well. Like, just don't give yourself to anybody. Respect yourself. Don't let nobody disrespect you. Like, we need to teach them at a at a young age, so when they do grow up, they won't be so quick to try to like be all messed up and hurt the woman that they're with because they don't respect themselves and they just sleep with anybody and talk to anybody because they don't value themselves. We have to teach Mm -hmm. them at a very young age. You have to value yourself. Like you're important. You don't need multiple women to feel like you good or you the man. No, because you don't want to just sleep with anybody. You Mm -hmm. don't. Like you said, you don't know what that person may have, what that person might bring to your life. You just don't know. So I think it's important, you know, as um, mothers, fathers or whatever, just even start at a young age, like son, you know, you don't want to just, you you know, put yourself out there like that. You don't want to sleep with anything. You don't want to just mess around and carry yourself any kind of way. Because I know for a fact, like we, I heard that all my life when it came to young girls, like how you carry yourself is so important and blah, blah, blah. But I really didn't hear that when it came to the boys. I don't know mm-hmm. if you did. No, I'm with you because I, I feel like it was a double standard. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. Which, you know, my brother had different set of rules than I mm-hmm. had, but yeah. it should have been the same for both. Yeah. Just because he's a male doesn't mean that um, he wouldn't be able to experience the same things that mm-hmm. I experienced. Exactly. Boys these days, they get molested. Mm hmm. Uh, just yep. like girls get molested. The boys yep. used to get molested back in the day, too. Mm-hmm. But you didn't hear about that as much as you would hear about a young girl getting molested. Nope. 
um, but it, it is important sis, to talk to the to the boys. So I find myself as well because I do have two sons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, making yep. sure that I have those conversations, um, the self love, the hold your head up, yes. you know, yes. the self, the positive self talk, and also therapy as well. I've mm-hmm. introduced my children to therapy at a young age because I That's want you to good. understand it's okay to talk to somebody yes it's okay to express yourself and let show know emotions how you feel yes. so you won't have to keep that bottled up and learn mm-hmm. how to deal with your emotions yes because that's what happened with these grown men mm-hmm. grown boys in our society these days mm-hmm. they never learned the proper tools or never had the proper outlet yep. to understand the importance of communicating your feelings the importance of communication in any relationship Mm -hmm. um and all of that stems from self-love self-care and making sure that you are learning how to express yourself and actually do it the right way yeah because if not they're gonna have a train of women that they hurt like hurt family kids that they're hurting like you just like families falling apart like no like y'all, we, we we have to start it with them when they're younger. We definitely yeah. have to. I'm sorry. Okay. Generational. No, we gotta break that generation. Yeah, phase. we it's, do. It's all good. Yes. <laughs> yes, we have to, man. Absolutely. So number three, you still unpacking. Look, you I'm still, still unpacking. unpacking, girl. Oh my god. And so number three would be just that so that total self-love. And yeah. when I looked in that mirror, right, and I did not like the way I looked physically. I did not like the way I felt. I did not like how I um, emotionally felt in the relationship that I was in at that time, mm-hmm. just all together, period. And I'm like, something has to shape. Yeah, It has to be something better. I found myself crying multiple nights, like asking God, what did I do to get here? Yeah. Like, I don't understand God. Look, I'm tired of feeling this way. What mm. in the world, God? And so, you know, God just allowed me to be able to pour myself into him. And as I pour myself into God, he led me in the right direction of a therapist and mm-hmm. led me in the right direction of getting tools and resources and understanding how to actually um, release those things. And it gave me the outlet to talk to somebody who didn't know who I was, that wasn't biased to anything that I was talking about, mm-hmm. but allowed me to be able to see things from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, and maybe I could have reacted different to certain things, but I understood that I had to unpack some things and I had to love me. I had to love me for who I am. I had to love me for the things I've been through. I had to forgive myself mm. and go through that processing of healing, right? Yeah. And just really understanding that, hey, if I don't like where I am in any area of my life, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, whatever, I can change that. If God gave mm-hmm. me the ability to get up the next morning, to see another beautiful day then he mm-hmm. also gives me the opportunity to do something different in order to get different results and so I meant every single time that I wake up I thank God for the opportunity to see a new day and I make a decision to move one foot forward and embrace change embrace healing embrace love and continue to go after what God has called me to go after so just that overall of not liking where I was and 
how do I do the work to get something different, to get different results? So that was the third thing in that suitcase, sis. <laughs> okay. I, I love it. But can we just, um, can you just tell us how long did you carry that suitcase before you unpacked it? Oh, girl, years. <laughs> years. years. Oh, years. Oh, my God. I literally unpacked, started to, I started to unpack that suitcase. I want to say when I created my company, Ladies of Faith Over Fear, when it originally, the thought process, and God gave me the vision for it in 2016. And so that's a long time. It is. <laughs> that's it a long is. Time. I'll be 40 in February. So in 2016, so I carried that weight on. Ooh. Yeah, they... 15 to um how old was I? I don't know. I have to do the math. <laughs> yeah, all right. Look, I, I'm not good. It at it. My don't ask me. My thirties, right? <laughs> so from 15 to 30s, right? Carrying mm-hmm. that weight of that suitcase. And it was heavy. Mm-hmm. It was massive. It was like, you know, when you are at the airport, yeah, and you have too many mm-hmm. um bags and you don't have enough hands to hold mm-hmm. all the bags and yep. it's so awkward going through the the airport <laughs> that's how I was going through life you know yes. with, with all of those things and luggage in my bag yes. that I didn't have to have in my bag I could have took it out of my bag I could have emptied it empty that bag but I chose to carry it on mm-hmm. but I didn't understand that I had the choice to release yeah. those things we have that choice yeah. we have that choice to let it go you know, we can't control what happened to us, but we can control how we react and how mm-hmm. we move forward after something happened to us. And that was my biggest struggle was how to move forward. Like, mm-hmm. I asked you how long you carried your suitcase because I carry mine about the same amount of time from 12 mm-hmm. to probably 32. Like, mm-hmm. it's like that long. Yes. And I always joke because I'm like, I carry my tr- childhood trauma and every other trauma that I, you know, <laughs> added in my 20s around like a suitcase. I carried that with me. That was my identity. Yes. That was who I was. That was my that was my story. That's who I thought that was it for me. And it's because I it was so hard for me to unpack it. And every time I, you know how some people you go on vacation you got those people that go on vacation they come back and they unpack their suitcase the same day like i can't look at it and then you have some people that come up go on vacation they come back and it sits there and they might unpack some of it and then next thing you know they got somewhere else to go so all they do is take some more stuff and just add to it and just carry it and i felt like Mm -hmm. that was me I felt like I would have this, I would have these mix of emotions and things that I was dealing with. And I'm like, okay, I'm past it. I'm over it. You know, um, I'm done with it. But then I found myself picking something else up and adding it back to the suitcase or adding the same thing that I said I was over. I really didn't, I really wasn't over it. And I really didn't deal with this. So I'm just adding back, just putting these emotions back in this suitcase that it was, it was so heavy on my heart. And I feel like if I don't let this go, I will allow this to become me. Absolutely. I will mm-hmm. allow this to be me. I used to describe myself as a broken person. God mm. never saw me as a broken person. No matter what I went through and what I experienced, God never, ever called me a broken person. He's never called anyone in the Bible broken, even the Samaritan woman at the well. And she had multiple husbands, so he still didn't see her as broken. 
Hmm. And I'm like, I see my, I used to say that, you know, I'm broken, God, and this. And, and I remember this one day, like you said, I don't know what's up with the bathroom. Bathroom just, it just opened everything up, emotions, the shower. <laughs> and I'm just looking in the mirror and I just had to look and I said, God, like, what do you see? Mm. Because what I see and what I'm reading, it don't match up to what you see. Mm. And I had to feel that. Like, I, I wanted, and it made me smile. It made me smile in my brokenness. It made mm-hmm. me smile in my hurt when I felt the presence of God loving me and holding me and not seeing me as what I felt. Mm-hmm. And so it's a t- like we have to unpack those things that hurt us. We'll keep carrying that on. That's why generational curses continue because nobody talk about it. We don't heal from it. We don't forgive ourselves. We don't forgive the people. We don't do none of that. Mm-hmm. And I experienced, um, now we can talk about it. Let's go ahead and talk about it. You said that you, the founder, the CEO of Ladies of Faith Over Fear, um, you hosted a women's retreat. Yes. And I attended the retreat. You did. And that's the retreat. <laughs> Y'all had us doing our type of stuff. Okay. We did. We did. <laughs> Y'all had us writing letters to our, our past. And I was like, I'm not, I ain't got nothing to write. Like, I literally feel like, I'm past that. Like, I, I don't know what to write. I One sentence. I had one sentence up there. And that was like, I carried my childhood trauma like a suitcase. Period. I didn't even know what else to put it behind that. Because in my mind, I thought I was done. Right? So that was that night. I didn't really write anything else. I was just looking at my friend writing. Because she would do, 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 do. I was just like, <laughs> oh, girl, you got a lot to say. I was like, I'm past this. I don't want to write about it. You know, when you think you're over something, I don't want to relive this if I felt like I'm done. So mm-hmm. the next day, the next morning, like, just a load of emotions hit me. And I was able to start writing because I'm like, are you really, really healed from this? Are you really over this are you really letting it go like you say you letting it go but are you letting it go and then y'all had us picking up all these rocks okay <laughs> and carrying these bags and y'all don't laugh at me but they put all these rocks you know on the table and it was like pick up the ones that you feel like that are you right so and then, you know i went over there oh that's me put it in my bag oh that's me oh jesus put it in my bag so by the time i walked off my bag was heavy, heavy, y'all. And I was like, I got to let some of these rocks go because I don't want to carry all this baggage. And so I snuck and put two rocks back. Cheryl didn't know that, but I did because I felt like, well, these two, I think I'm good. But it just it's just a reflection of how we hold on to stuff even when it's heavy. We mm-hmm. still don't want to let it go, even when it's hurting us, even when it's stopping us from growing and walking into doors and, and going to whatever God has for us. We still holding on to it. We still we don't want to we don't want to deal with it. It's heavy for us, but we don't want to really let it go. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got. I'm like, I don't this is heavy. I don't want to deal with all this. I, I don't want to carry this bag. But that was my stuff. Mm that was, was my stuff. It was heavy. I didn't like it. I forgot the bag half of the time by the table. Because I'm like, <laughs> God dang, I carry this bag. Oh, the bag started breaking and everything. Yeah, I'm like, why is it over? Oh, Lord, I got one hand on the left. 
<laughs> but that's how a lot of us are walking around with hurt. Mm. Unforgiveness is heavy. Mm-hmm. You're not at peace. You can't even find your joy <laughs> because you 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 load it with your 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 that that packed suitcase. Yep. That packed suitcase. So it's just time to unpack the suitcase. You guys, we're going into 2023. What are you saying you want to let go? What did you say last year or the beginning of 2022 you weren't going to bring into this year? 2021, I ain't going to bring it to the next year. It's time. It's time to let it go. I experienced such a, I had like such a great experience at the, the women's retreat for ladies of faith over fear. You know, all of us were in a community. It felt like sisterhood. We all opened up. We were vulnerable. We ate. We burned letters. We did everything that weekend. And I've never been in a room with a whole bunch of women that I really don't know. Hmm. So I feel uncomfortable <laughs> going. I was just like, I know Cheryl. And I, I knew my other friend just, I was like, this is it. And the kids, I was like, oh, a weekend with women? Oh, Jesus. And I walked in with my guard up, like, okay, let's see how this going to go, you know. But I left with no regrets at all. And I want you guys to experience the same thing. And Cheryl, can you please let them know what you're doing next year for us to just experience that true healing and letting it go and sisterhood. Just, you have the floor. Just talk about it. Tell us who you are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. Absolutely. So, of course, y'all know my name is Cheryl, but my last name is Mazik, you guys. And I own a ministry slash sisterhood called Ladies of Faith Over Fear. And so at Ladies of Faith Over Fear, we really help women to unpack and deal Mm. with the trauma right? So that the trauma will not continue to deal with them. And we do that through online courses, retreats, workbooks, and conferences. You guys, I'm so excited because God gave me a vision to do a conference. And I'm like, God, I've never done a conference before, but you know, he never calls the qualified, he qualifies Mm. the call. And so um, we have a conference coming up March the 3rd, 4th, and 5th of 2023. And I'm so excited about it. It's going to be at the Aloft Hotel in Dallas, Texas. And so at this conference, we're going to really do the healing work. Um, Not just myself, but I have uh, some amazing, beautiful women that have been through life circumstances, right? They've been through death. They've been through childhood trauma. They've been through divorces. They've been through um, sickness, so many different type of traumas, and they have been able to overcome it and live because I feel like you have to be willing to let the trauma go in order to fully be open to receive everything that God has for you. And so you're going to be able to receive that at the conference. We're going to let those things go the things that were sent to destroy you that God is going to use for your purpose. That's going to use for you to be able to pursue your next. You're going to get that at the conference where you're going to release and you're going to heal so that you can live your life of purpose at the conference. And so um, I have something special for the own it boo 
podcast listeners um, because because <laughs> you are family right you know, sitting up, I'm like, yes. I gotta give them something extra yes. special, right <laughs> I'm gonna give you guys $75 off of your full pay ticket um, to the Hill to Live conference you Ooh. can get the information yep so I'm gonna have to create a coupon code mm-hmm. but the coupon code is gonna be own it boo so at checkout if you do own it boo when you get ready to check out you're going to get 75 dollars off of your full pay ticket that's to general admission or um vip or a vendor spot because you can actually do all those different options to attend the conference and so um it's going to be an amazing jam-packed three-day weekend to come to start your year off and unpack that suitcase and let everything go that was meant to destroy you and use that and turn it into purpose work. So I'm so excited about that, sis. Me too. Yeah, Thank you for the the discount. Absolutely, (laughs) sis. Absolutely. Wait, but you got to tell my listeners where to follow you. Like, how can they get in touch with you? How can they learn more about Ladies of Faith Over Fear? Look, we, 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 need, we need the info. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's do it. So um, you can follow me in multiple different places. I am on Instagram under D underscore Cheryl Mazik and it's C-H-E-R-Y-L-M-A-Z-I. Q-U-E. We also have a business page called Ladies of Faith Over Fear on both Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to join our community, it's absolutely free. You can go to any one of those pages. You can click the link in the bio and you can join the community. And also I'm on Facebook as well. It's just Cheryl Mazik. You can follow me there also. Um, If you want to attend the conference, if you want to make that decision to change your life, and do something different to get some different results and invest in yourself, um, you can go to www.healedtoliveconference.com and that's H-E-A-L-E-D-T-O-L-I-V-E-C-O-N-F-E-R-E-N-C-E.com, healedtoliveconference.com and get your ticket. And don't forget to use the conference code for Own It Boo podcast, Own It Boo, at checkout to get $75 off of your ticket to change your life and do what God has called you to do. And unpack the suitcase, y'all. We have unpack to unpack it. It's time to unpack it, y'all. It's time to <laughs> and unpack it. I will make sure. <laughs> I'll make sure I put all this information in the description. Y'all have to be there at the conference. Y'all get to meet me in person. Y'all get to meet the fabulous Cheryl Mazik in person. And not only that, y'all will be in the room with a whole lot of women. We're going to call each other sisters that are like-minded, that are doing the work that is ready to heal. Okay? Y'all do not want to miss it. I experienced it at the retreat. So all of us to be able to experience what I experienced at the conference what are the dates again Cheryl tell us again absolutely the dates are March the 3rd 4th and 5th of 2023 and as I close this out for the last little statement I want you guys to understand the importance of investing in yourself mm-hmm. you know we invest in ourselves every single day it just depends on what type of investment that you want to make in yourself if you've purchased some hair shoes clothes nails 
anything that is not bringing you a return of investment on your mind, body, and spirit, then guess what? You've made the wrong investments. Start 2023 off with a new mindset of, I am going to work on my inner so that my inner can look just as beautiful as my outer. Remember, it's not about your outer, but it's about what's inside. Be that person that is beautiful on the inside and the outside. But you have to make the decision to invest in yourself and know that you are worthy to be loved. And the first person you're worthy to be loved by is yourself. I love it. We're going to close out with that. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for being our special guest today. Thank you for having me, sis. I love you. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you again. And don't forget, you guys, go purchase your tickets. Bye. Bye, girl. That's it for this week's episode of Onibu Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Onibu and subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episode.